Sports Radio. Well, when you hear Johnny Dangerous, you know it's time. Good morning, Kansas City. How are you doing? This is, again, the Run It Back Show. 610 Sports Radio, myself, Dusty Likens, and my good friend, the other half of the Chemistry Bros, Pete Sweeney. Pete, how you doing? Morning, Dusty. Good day to be a Kansas City and good day to be a fan of the Kansas City Chiefs as we get ready for what will be Super Bowl 55, day two of a very long wait, a 14-day wait until the AFC champion, back-to-back AFC champion, Kansas City Chiefs take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in what should be a great, 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 great football game. We're getting you ready from 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. leading up to Fesco in the morning. we got a good show for you. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, this is the NFL's uh, – it's their baby, man. This is the this is the big – Right. The big show. This is the big stage. You're talking about the Super Bowl, not the run-it-back playoff show? Or, or maybe, both. Maybe both, yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Both. Yeah, this is the uh, – this is the mecca, and I know that there's always the – what do you call it? The the cliche, the, the NFL doesn't want Cleveland versus Green Bay – they don't want Baltimore versus New Orleans. They want big-time matchups. Mm. How do you not love Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes? It is one of the biggest Super Bowls I can think of, not just because it is who it is, but it's one of the biggest Super Bowls, I think, in modern history because you have yep. kind of the same narrative with two different guys. You have Tom Brady, who has now played in – 18% is that what it is of all time Super Bowls? He's now been to 10. Yeah, I mean, and he's, <laughs> he's at this point, he's a million years old. Right. right. But I mean, with obviously plastic surgery and a lot of work done, he's, he looks like he's 27. I wish I had that jawline. Yeah, those teeth, that hairline, it's all, I mean, you can find it on Twitter. It's not made up stats, it's legitimately happened. But I mean, if I had money, right. I would try to look the best I could too because time is it. undefeated, but so are surgeons. But that's not where we start. This morning's show off on January 26, 2021, as we are now, what, 12 days away from the Super Bowl? 13 days away? Good math by you, yeah. Thank you. So I know there's a lot of you that are, you know, hanging on the balance of what is going to be Super Bowl 55. Right. But this is something that is very interesting that I was thinking about last night as I, I go home from the from the Red Reaction show, thanks to everyone who uh, who participated in that last night, had probably a lot of a lot of calls that we haven't had before. A lot of people intrigued, and I thought that it was funny because there was a lot of different things going on when it came to Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady. Like the clear narratives are the goat versus the up and coming goat, and there's you know. Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady, the best that there ever has been, the best that there currently is. And I thought to myself, there's clearly a sample size here that is very small because one career has only been going for three years. The other one's been going for 25, 20 plus. And Patrick Mahomes and his first three years in the playoffs, he's got 17 touchdowns, two interceptions, 2,054 yards, and he's six and one. 
And I said to myself, okay, well, if that's the case, if you're going to talk about Patrick Mahomes, you've also got to talk about Tom Brady. Right. And in Tom Brady's first three years, he's got 11 touchdowns, three interceptions, 1,951 yards. Patrick Mahomes, 6-1. and one. Tom Brady is 9-0. and oh. The thing that was intriguing to me is that, yes, Tom Brady has played in a lot more playoff games. He's played in a lot more Super Bowls. But Patrick Mahomes, Pete, has never played on the road. And you can say, oh, well, that makes Tom Brady's numbers a little bit more important or a little bit more higher up on the scale. Yep. But Tom Brady never hosted three straight playoff or AFC championship games at home either. So where I throw this giant snowball of stats between Brady and Mahomes is quite simple that Patrick Mahomes in his first three years to me has been more dominant than Tom Brady in his first three years because Pat doesn't go on the road. Patrick plays at home. Patrick plays with a higher rated offense because of who he is and his numbers indicate that it's not going to slow down anytime soon. Now, I know that Tom Brady was 9-0. and Patrick Mahomes is 6-1. and Patrick Mahomes is 6-1 because he's had a bye in every single playoff that he's ever played in. And even when he wasn't a starter, when he backed up Alex Smith, like you said this morning, he still didn't go on the road. So when it comes to Patrick Mahomes and it comes to Tom Brady and this Super Bowl moving forward and all these narratives of where their careers are going and what their careers are going to do, it's Patrick Mahomes' second Super Bowl. It's Tom Brady's 10th. Patrick Mahomes is third year as a starter. It's Tom Brady's 20th. Yeah, Dusty, as you look at these two guys, I find it interesting when you go back to the 2018 AFC title game, the Patriots visiting the Chiefs, and Patriots do what they do where they're able to win in overtime. Patrick Mahomes never touched the ball. We know how that went. But after the game, Brady went up to Mahomes in the locker room, essentially said, keep your head up and – you're a good player. You'll be back in games like this. I'm not exactly sure he thought it would be this soon against him in the Super Bowl. And Patrick Mahomes would go to a three straight AFC title games and play them all at home. But he was right. And now you have this super matchup between the two. It's a Super Bowl. Obviously, the stakes couldn't be higher. And where I find this interesting is... You know, we look at Patrick Mahomes and you compare him to Brady and Manning and Marino and Warner, and he has the best start of any NFL career at the quarterback position. And I look at this, if I can try and think and put my head to this and say, you know, let's try to imagine 2035. Patrick Mahomes has made this look very, very easy getting to the Super Bowl. He's made it look easy to win AFC West titles and AFC championships. But we ought to remember that the Chiefs are not going to win the Super Bowl every year for the next 15 years, right? So you get to the end of this, and it might be close between Mahomes and Brady when it comes to the amount of rings. Maybe Patrick is 35 and he has five. Maybe he's got four at that point, right? Maybe he gets to around 38. He has said that he wants to pull a Brady and play into his 40s if he can stay healthy. And he's at six, right? This game will matter. 
this is a swing game when you're comparing the careers of Brady and Mahomes, in my opinion. I know it's crazy to talk like that, right? That Mahomes is somehow going to manage six Super Bowls here in Kansas City. But why? Why is it crazy to talk about? Hasn't this guy rewritten the rules on what's crazy to talk about and what's not crazy to talk about? And so I think the stakes could not be higher. And I wanted to note just the edge that's on this guy's shoulder. This video was going around yesterday, and we're going to get to an NFL Films video, but this was another video. We've talked about the two instances where Patrick Mahomes on the field has using has used the outside noise as motivation. The first two instances, the NFL Network ranked Mahomes as the fourth best player in the top 100. Has a nice game against the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson, who was ranked number one. He counts to his fingers. One, two, three, four. Then he did it against the Bears last season. Mitch Trubisky, when he was taken as a top pick, and it took the Chiefs and the NFL all the way to number 10 to get picked And he was obviously the first overall pick, should have been the first overall pick. And he counts to 10 on the sideline. Apparently, there was this video going around from the Bills game where Mahomes outplayed Josh Allen. And this year, they shared all-pro second-team honors. Aaron Rodgers was named the first-team all-pro. Allen and Mahomes co-second team. He takes two fingers in one hand, two fingers in the other, And he starts weighing them. And he would never again talk about it at the podium. But from that sound, from the drive, they talked to him at 2.15 every Monday. This stuff is in his mind as he takes the field. And he's motivated by it. And he wants to be the best. And that brings us back to this Mahomes-Brady. What better opportunity to show you are the new best player in the NFL than beating Tom Brady in his own game, which is very much the Super Bowl. Part of the reason why he's so damn good is not only the the natural God-given talent and the brains that he has with this game, but it's his leadership. And I can't emphasize anymore as you as you sit back in your car and you're driving to work, and hopefully you're safe because I know the weather's kind of – there's a little bit of inclement weather today. But listen to how he talks to his teammates when they're down 9-0. A lot of plays left to be made. You got to trust them boys for it, all right? Now Buffalo's got goal to go after the fumbled punt. Hey. 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 Look at me. Hey. We good. Be you. You're going to make a play this game. You're going to make a play this game. Let's go. Hey. Be us. We've been here. Be us. They're going to bring it on end around to McCall Hardman. He's got plenty of room. He's at the 25-30, road gear, 45-50. They block the next guy, 40-35. Andy Reid dials up the jet for 51. They throw it left side to Hardman on a wide receiver screen into the end zone, touchdown! Helping us to forget about that muff punt. Hey, that's how you handle a version. You smack it right in the mouth. There's two things in this. What he says... Just be us. Just do what we do. That's not what he said, but that's the message that he's telling McCole Hardman. In that video, you can go back and watch. If you haven't already, you can see it on Arrowhead Pride. You can go watch it on Showtime's Inside the NFL, Twitter, whatever. Mahomes goes over to Hardman and rips the jacket off of him that he has covering his face because he's in such 
turmoil and just everything. Yeah, it was, it, it was embarrassed. And last I checked, Mahomes decides who he throws the ball to. Mahomes is the one out there when the ball gets snapped, even though the play is what it is. He has different reads. Mahomes and Reed went straight to Hardman. Mahomes and Reed put the confidence in McCall Hardman's head. And I said last night, I think this might be one of those moments where McCall Hardman takes off and becomes that player that they thought he could be when they drafted him. Because it's stuff like this that Kelsey and Mahomes can do that can get you to the next level. And I know this might be a stretch, Pete, but when Travis Kelsey first came into the league, there's a lot of people that coined him as a hothead. He had a colorful personality. He was what he was. He was wild. He was getting ejected from games. He was getting, you know, personal foul penalties because of, you know, whatever he was doing with his antics on the field. Travis Kelsey's now a leader. He's now a Hall of Fame tight end. He's now had five years of 1,000 yards receiving, which no tight end's ever had four in a row. And it all starts with Mahomes. So Mm -hmm. the playoff numbers are there. The leadership is there. And it's just everything that he does, he brings it not only out on the field, with maybe a little bit of pettiness because of who they say is better than he is or what's better than he is at the current moment, but even does it to McCole Harbin and brings McCole Harbin up to the field. Well, Dusty Patrick knew that he didn't have Sammy Watkins in this game, and that leaves you with Hardman, Pringle, or Demarcus Robinson to step up. And let me say this about Hardman quickly. If Mahomes is hearing the noise, you know McCole Hardman is hearing the noise that maybe he wasn't the right draft pick. The Chiefs should have went and got DK Metcalf. Sammy Watkins is probably not going to be on this team next year. Is Hardman even a possible answer? Probably not. He's probably hearing that noise. So did not have the start to the game he wanted. Mahomes goes to him, picks him up, goes back to him on the field, 50 yards up the field, the first touchdown. You blink, 38-24, Chiefs headed to the Super Bowl. Speaking of noise, we give you some Andy Reid noise when we come back here on the Run It Back show with Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio. The Run It Back Playoff Show with Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens on the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Buffalo showing a little more pressure at the line of scrimmage and trying to reroute receivers with a single high safety. Going to throw a slant, caught, 35-yard line. Juke move, Tyree Kill, 45, 50-yard line, cuts it back, look out, 40, 35, 30, Cheetah at full speed, 10 to the 5-yard line. You play impress, the Cheetah will run you all the way around the earth. It's a 71-yard pass play to the Cheetah on a quick slant. That, of course, is the voice of Chiefs play-by-play announcer Mitch Holtis. You can hear him every single game. On 106.5 The Wolf, our sister station. And you can also hear him every Friday at 7.30 with the guys from Fesco in the morning with Josh Klingler, Bob Fesco, and Ryan Olkowski. Nice. Um, nice on 610 Sports Radio. Pete, that play was uh, that play was nasty. Like the what he did, what Tyreek did to number 24's ankles and knees, and the fact that Andy Reid was able to joke about it after the game and say that Tyreek came up to him and was like... Sorry, Coach, I'm getting old. That, to me, is fun. Yeah, we got it right here. Yeah, well, he, he probably went, um, you know, when they say as, as a crow flies, you know, and that um, he took a different direction. So he went sideways, and 
um, it was probably double of what the crow would fly if it went straight ahead, right? So he, he uh, but he did what he needed to do. The best part of that was that early part when he split the two defenders or three defenders, really, and then headed for that left side of the field. And um, there are not a lot of guys that can do what he did on that. And then he came over and he apologized for not scoring, that he, he's gotten slow in his older age. And I'm going, yeah, okay. Andy Reid always ready to joke talking to the media on Monday. We got a couple sounds that we want to play from that Zoom press conference, of course, it being 2021 and the circumstances. But, yeah, Tyree Kill on that play, in my opinion, it's like a one-guy play, meaning one guy in the NFL could do it. (laughs) It's Tyree Kill. It's that unique receiver that you have at the wide receiver one position. You also have – that type of guy at the tight end position. I think George Kittle, once he's healthy, can make similar plays, but to me still, there's nobody like Travis Kelsey. Getting back to Andy Reid, the one major negative to come out of Sunday was, of course, losing left tackle Eric Fisher. The Chiefs will not have him after he uh, tore his Achilles in this game. Andy Reid was asked about the status of the O-line, and he starts by speaking about Andrew Wiley. Yeah, well, he went to right tackle. Rimmers went to left tackle. I mean, they, they just kind of flipped, and it was pretty seamless uh, uh, move there for him. But they practiced that during the week. Um, Andy Heck does a great job of maneuvering people around and um, giving them opportunities to play all the different positions. So, uh, and, and we've got – this is where Brett comes in. I mean, his thought of bringing Wiz here and – and then Wiz is able to step in a guard, and he's experienced, um, and he's got he's done that at all these different positions. Where um, I, I don't know, he, he's you know he, he doesn't miss a beat. He's always a step ahead and uh, making sure that he covers the bases. So uh, that's much appreciated by the coaches, and I know the players have a ton of respect for him too. Yeah, so I I think this is going to be your offensive line heading into the Super Bowl against that really, really strong Tampa Bay Buccaneers front. I think it's going to be Reimers at left, Allegretti left guard, Ryder at center. You got Wisniewski at right guard and Andrew Wiley at right tackle. Martinez Rankin, Yazir Durant, Daniel Kilgore on the bench. And I'll answer the question ahead of time, Dusty, for you in this game in particular, do you have time to run Wasp? No, you don't. It's going to have to be a very faster game plan, I think, against this front with a lot of reserves along the offensive line. Well, if there's anybody that needs a job in the future, it's the Chiefs offensive line coach because the adversity that this team has been <laughs> placed deserves, with. This. Andy Heck is his name. <laughs> yeah. And, yes, he deserves maybe a coordinator position. I don't know if he's ready for that or at least an assistant coordinator position. Let's get this guy in the mix. Something needs to be done because – the way this team is now going to go to a Super Bowl without a left tackle and a right tackle, two guys that are all pros, two guys that are probably the two best linemen on this team, blind side, normal side, and now all of a sudden you're without both. And you're getting ready to play a team in your biggest, toughest competition when it comes to what you call the trenches because their D-line has been better. The Bucks are 7-0 and in their last seven games. The franchise record for a winning streak and it's no secret on what it is. I mean, Shaq Barrett's a nasty man up front, and he's going to be doing what he can to disrupt Patrick Mahomes, and Patrick Mahomes is going to have, you know, 72 on the left side, and he's not going to have 71 on the right side. So it's a, it's an interesting uh, debacle that's happened to the Chiefs, but, yeah. you know, you got to move on. you got to get ready for the Bucks, and you got to just, you know, like they say, next man up. Right. 
And I look at Jason Pierre-Paul as well in this game, and the Chiefs understand what they're dealing with, which is a talented Bucks team. This is the NFC champion. This is the team that you're always going to be dealing with, this type of team in the Super Bowl. Yeah, so we've dug in on them uh, this morning and um, try to get a jump on that. Uh, we understand that it's a little bit chaotic when you, uh, with all the media opportunities and the things that go go on <clears throat> during uh, these next couple of weeks. So we're trying to get a jump on the best we can before the chaos hits. So, um, and, and what you see is a team that's not making many mistakes, that is uh, got a high level of execution going on offensively and and defensively. A variety of looks on both sides of the ball. Uh, solid on special teams, um, and uh, you can see where Tom's leadership uh, um, on the offensive side is showing. Um, uh, he's he's playing at an extremely high level, and for somebody his age, it's 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 unbelievable. I mean, it's unbelievable for a twenty-five year old to be doing what he's doing, let alone a forty-three year old, or you know. So, um, and then defensively, they, they're fast and they're, they're always on the attack. Not a lot of guys that do it as well as Todd Bowles does it. And, um, and got a large package there of goodness that he throws at you. And so um, you've got to be on your toes when you're playing against his team. Andy Reid talking about Todd Bowles. He knows Todd Bowles well from 2012 with the Philadelphia Eagles, secondary and, and defensive coach. The Chiefs, as you hear, are digging into the film on Monday. This is something they did last year where instead of waiting till they got down to what was Miami to prepare and install the game plan for the 49ers, they essentially pretended that the previous Sunday was the game day. So this week is an actual practice and prep week, and they will be ready to play the Buccaneers this, this Saturday and going into Sunday, and they will review it next week. Why do they do that? Because even though it is different, there isn't this classic Super Bowl week where you're flying down a week ahead, ahead and so on and so forth. In Kansas City, they're going to have so many Zoom media obligations that they want to take this time. They won't, I, we believe, we speak to the media again until probably later in the week. They're going to use this time to have what would be a regular practice week. And then that gives them time to be really sure about their game plan, make sure it's shored up next week. And I like that plan because guess what? They ended up beating the San Francisco 49ers last year. I find this interesting that Tampa Bay almost like took that Chiefs game personally because that's their last loss. Like that's the last time they lost a game was to Kansas City. That basically was the Buffalo Bills if you, right. you take away that Arizona prayer that they landed in the hands of of Hopkins. That was the one other loss they had uh, after the Chiefs. So far this year, Chiefs, you play them, they get out to an early lead, and then they just get to sit back and put it in cruise control, and that's what they did against Tampa Bay. Tyreek Hill had a big game. Another guy who had a big game is, well, you remember when. Here on the Run It Back Show with Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio. 
the Run It Back Playoff Show with Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens on the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. The Drive talks exclusively to Patrick Mahomes every Monday at 2.15, 610 Sports Radio. Mahomes, Hardman, making the ghost action. They're going to run a float pass. This side, touchdown! Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, a 17th career postseason touchdown pass. The most in NFL history in a player's first four seasons, finding Kelsey wide open, and it's human pyrotechnics dressed in red, white, and gold. Mahomes, Hardman, making the ghost action. They're going to run a float pass. This side, touchdown! Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, a 17th career postseason touchdown pass. The most in NFL history in a player's first four seasons, finding Kelsey wide open, and it's human pyrotechnics dressed in red, white, and gold. That is the voice of one Mitch Holtis, as you can always hear him giving the Chiefs the call when it comes to the play-by-play, our sister station, 106.5 The Wolf. Welcome back to the Running Back Playoff Show with myself, Dusty Likens, and my good friend, Pete Sweeney, here on 610 Sports Radio. Pete, um, that's the remember when this week. You yeah. know, that's the that's the Travis Kelsey touchdowns. And it's like we said, um, that basically put everything on the shelf uh, for the Buffalo Bills in that this- game in the AFC Championship game. Let this be a lesson to the rest of the AFC, right? Because this is what I was talking about with the field goals earlier in the week. They choose to take a 51-yard field goal on fourth and short to start the game. They choose to take, at the two-yard line, a 20-yard field goal to go down by nine heading into the halftime locker room. And then in the third quarter, same thing, fourth and short, a 27-yard field goal in the Chiefs' red zone to make it 24-15. to The Chiefs, I don't know how many different ways NFL teams have to see it. The Chiefs are a second away from you blinking and putting up 14 to 28 points. And that's what happened with Travis Kelsey in the third and then turn it over to the fourth quarter. After these two touchdowns, Dusty, it was 38 to 15. And Kelsey, he's a nice guy. After the game, he said, uh, "Don't you know? Don't get it twisted by the score. The Bills are good. The score should have been worse. I don't agree with Kelsey in that regard. This game was thirty-eight to fifteen with seven minutes to go. I don't care what happened at the end with the Buffalo scores and the chippiness. It, it was over. It was over by then. Yeah, the Chiefs go on the thirty-eight to six run. There's so many analogies you can use on how they are, who they are. Of course, obviously, we'll get to that in a little bit later with one." Uh, National blowhard, but that's, uh, you know, we'll get wow. there. What? It is. Like, you'll hear his reaction. Not, you'll see where they're at. Welcome to, to go there. Good for you. I'm not. No, I'm not look, afraid to do that. You you sometimes will show this edge that I, I do appreciate. What? Turning what? somewhat heel? Yeah, I like that in you. I like that in you. You're unafraid. I'm not afraid. What am I going to I'm not going to do this forever. Right. You know, if yeah. I get fired, I'll go down to sales. That's right. And then I'll go tell them how radio works, and I'll make a hundred grand a year. Be printing paper that. down there. Speaking of somebody who's going to make a hundred grand a year if he keeps it up, is Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. Where do we start? I'll tell you where we start. Nine postseason reception touchdowns since 2017. Why is that number significant? Because that's when Patrick Mahomes became a star, or that's when he got drafted. 
No other player has more than four receiving touchdowns since 2017. When it comes to Sunday's non-QBs, highest-graded offensive players, you want to take a wild guess who sits at the top? It's not Deion Dawkins. (laughs) It's not Chris Godwin. It's not even Tyreek Hill, who broke poor man's legs. It's Travis Kelsey with a 91.1. The next closest on the highest-graded offensive player on the Pro Football Focus score was Tyreek Hill at 83.0. And not only that, but the most playoff games with 100-plus receiving yards since 2018, you want to take another guess? It's Travis Kelsey with four. And the guy behind him is Tyreek Hill with three. Pete, we know about the accolades that Travis Kelsey has created and made in the regular season. Mm -hmm. We know who Rob Gronkowski is. There's a lot of people that can say that Gronk's the greatest to ever do it because of the dominance that he has. Those three things I just mentioned to you trump Rob Gronkowski. This is where Hall of Fame careers are made, and we're not even talking about Travis Kelsey's regular season numbers, where he's had five straight years of 1,000 yards, where he could have led the league in receiving yards as a tight end, where he literally has the most receptions in a season for a tight end in NFL history, where he has the most yards in a season for a tight end in NFL history. And oh, by the way, he's just now at the peak at 31 years old. He's got another year to two years of dominance at this position, and he's not going anywhere because his quarterback is Patrick Mahomes. He's in the perfect system, and he's you talk about a guy who's also up for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. You talk about a career that's come full circle. You throw that on his resume. And I always use the the Game of Thrones analogy for those of you that listen to the the show that has no name that we did a couple years ago on 610 Sports Radio. Nice throwback, yeah. Travis Kelsey is basically the NFL's version of Jamie Lannister. Mm. Jamie Lannister, when he started his career in the young days, was arrogant, loved the numbers that he had, was slaying people left and right with the sword. Yeah. That was what Travis Kelsey was. And now Travis Kelsey's the guy that when you flip over to his resume page, it doesn't say talented tight end from Cincinnati. Now it has all these other accolades, five, five straight years of a thousand yards, hall of fame numbers everywhere. You look at Travis Kelsey and he does it in the regular season and he does it in the postseason, And that's just Travis Kelsey where we're at right now in 2021. Sometimes lost. I think in this week, 12 game between the chiefs and the bucks, Gets is is Kelsey as well because Tyree Kill went off in this game. We know about that. Thirteen receptions for two hundred and sixty nine yards and three touchdowns. Kelsey had a nice game though. Eight receptions for eighty two yards. Brazarians yesterday had his initial comments on the Chiefs and he was talking about how he doesn't really wanna face this trio of Mahomes and Hill and Kelsey. It's impossible to defend. The Bucks have some pretty good receivers themselves, but I, I just don't think there's anybody like Hill or Kelsey. That's why when we talked about it yesterday, when there's a new dynamic trio in the NFL, yeah, this is who it is. The triplet. The triplets, as our good friend Sterling would say. That's two days in a row I've given that man an on-air shout-out, and he has yet to give me a high-five. <laughs> Disrespectful. I'm talking to you, Sterling. I better yeah. see you tomorrow yeah. in the bullpen. That's right. But I think it's interesting because when you talk about Travis Kelsey, you talk about Ty- uh, Tyreek Hill, and you talk about these guys, it makes this team so great, and it's finally nice To get people on your side. Let's talk Chiefs. Are 
Are all of us now understanding how good they are? I think I've come to terms with it. <laughs> Last week, their star quarterback played on one foot in the first half, left the game with seven and a half minutes to go in the third quarter in the second half, and they beat a really good Cleveland team. Yesterday, they disassembled, dominated, destroyed the single hottest team in the NFL. And I love the faith they have in their players. Nicole Hardman fumbles. Tyreek Hill early dropped a big pass. They go right back to him. I love that. It's their culture. Andy <laughs> Reid. You just know he goes back to him on the sideline. I'm going right back to you. I sat there yesterday. I couldn't even wrap my brain around it. Buffalo had been on fire for 12 weeks, crushing people. And the Chiefs went on a 38-6 run after falling behind early. Wow is what I'm left with. Kansas City favored, as they should be in the Super Bowl, against Tommy and the Bucks at home. This is why when you hear people like Colin Coward, who consistently try to just feed people nonsense, oh, Buffalo, the, the Bills, they're the best team in the league. Mm. He said that. He said Josh Allen is in the same league as Patrick Mahomes. And now, after getting an example clearly put into his face, he's now saying, I can't wrap my brain around it. He's saying words like, wow, hey, Colin, welcome to it. Welcome to the real world. This is the Chiefs NFL, and you're living in it. Yeah, I cringe a little bit as I hear him because I... A little I, bit? I feel he... Maybe a lot of it, all right. I feel that he is just one of many analysts out there leading into what was Chiefs-Browns and leading into what was Chiefs-Bills that said, oh, the Chiefs are playing too close to games, one-score games, they're begging to be upset. And this one-score win thing, I think, is just something that people got a little bit too obsessed with because you just look at final scores of games, you don't see the full picture. I mean, if you have a multiple-score lead, you could stay back and say, all right, our, our main objective here is to get some time off the clock. And so you, you saw some garbage touchdowns this year, and some of that went into it. But here's the bottom line of this. When Andy Reid... And Patrick Mahomes and the offense need to score and turn it on. You know what they do more, more times than not is they turn it on. And you saw that against Buffalo. And, yeah, you may be able to get a stop or two for a period of time. But you know the Chiefs. You blink, and all of a sudden they're clicking again, and the game's out of hand. And they could do that against any team in the NFL. The Bills, and this will get lost a little bit, were – the second best team in the AFC. You can't even argue that. He's right. They were hot and they looked ordinary against the Chiefs. The thing that's also interesting about this is that they could have done this to Cleveland. And unfortunately, Patrick Mahomes had the issue where he had to be taken out of the game because of the head trauma and the toe and everything like that. And we found out in the game on Sunday that it was like black and blue. Mm. Um, I'm going to be really real with you real quick. Thank you. Okay? Appreciate that, yeah. 
When it comes to the Chiefs, and I talked about this, how they finessed through the regular season, here's the Chiefs' strategy. What they did this year is disgusting. They came out against these teams. They put up their points. They fronted their offense up, got into a lead, and then when they got to that point because of what they're doing with their offense, running this motion-style triangular type of offense in the NFL that is normally ran in the NBA. Phil Jackson, shout out. Right. They have something that no one knows how to stop. And this isn't a lethargic or biased homer take. They're just doing something that no one else can do because of what they have on this team. And once people start to recognize this, just go back and watch the Tampa Bay game from earlier this year. They went up so many points. And in the second half, they didn't even score. And they didn't have to. Because of what they did in the first half. Because of how much they gave themselves a head start that they don't have to come back in the second half and score. They don't have to score in the fourth quarter. Hell, they could rest starters if they wanted to in regular season games in the middle of a season. Right. That's who the Kansas City Chiefs are. And I get it. They're going to play Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl. They've already played Tampa Bay this year. Here comes another hot team to play the Chiefs. And guess what? It's going to be a completely different look and some plays that you didn't even see against a team they already beat this year. Tampa has the offense, too. And you don't want to sleep on them necessarily with Gronk and Godwin and Evans and Jones and Fournette. A.B. should be back for this game. But I just feel this way that nobody scores as fast and on a run as quickly as the Chiefs. And that includes the Buccaneers, even with their high-powered offense. And... Again, going back to Brady, the first half was good. The second half was dismal. And Patrick Mahomes plays his game for 60 minutes. This this thing may not even be much of a game. I, I and I, you know, that's sort of the the line of thinking that I, I'm I'm starting to feel about this. We're we'll, we'll plenty of time to debate it. But the Chiefs just play, in my opinion, in another universe. It's something special. I mean, it's the first, and I apologize. The Chiefs did score in the second half. They had a touchdown in the third quarter. Here's the deal. They're playing Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl in Tampa Bay. First time that's ever happened against Tom Brady, who's been to two Super Bowls, and they're three-and-a-half-point favorites. Coming up, we get you set up for the rest of the day and what your favorite hits can be because Pete Sweeney's not done today on 610 Sports Radio because he's still got a little bit more here on the Run It Back show here on 610 Sports Radio with myself, Dusty Like, and then, of course, the name I just said, Pete Sweeney. The Run It Back Playoff Show with Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens on the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Back in, run it back show. Pete Sweeney, Dusty Likens, 610 Sports Radio. Pete, let the people know what's ahead on the day today on 610 Sports Radio. Yeah, Dusty, coming up in a couple moments, it's the guys from Fesco in the morning. At 7.15 a.m., I'll stop by and talk to the guys about, of course, the win over the Bills and our first look at Brady Mahomes 5 in Super Bowl 55. On the drive later today, Therese Paler joins the show at 3.30 p.m., 610 Sports Radio, getting you ready for the Super Bowl. I think you're supposed to say big game, championship game. For the big game. There you go. There you go. I mean, I don't know if you can say it or not. Who knows? When you win an AFC championship, the general manager, he gets to talk after the game. Brett Veach joined the media 
with the Chiefs winning, and he was asked a question about when did he know that this team in particular may be capable of not winning just one Super Bowl, but multiple? I think, um, you know, the approach that, that we have is, is you know, uh, we had a good core and a good nucleus with, with Pat and Chris and Tyron. And, and you know, I think it, our mindset was to just fill in as much talent as we could. And, and we knew, I mean, I think, you know, when you have a Hall of Fame coach and, and you have... Um, you know, the best player in the National Football League that, you know, you're going to have a chance to win every game. So, um, you know, I, I think we know that, you know, there's there's a good chance we'll be able to go out there and compete week in and week out. And it's just a matter of um, filling out the depth of that roster and, and making sure that when we do run into some issues throughout the course of the season that we're prepared from a depth standpoint. And that's the challenge. And um, certainly this year with COVID, um, there was even more more challenges. But again, go back to just the, the strength of the organization on all levels, um, it really pays dividends when you have a season like we have this year. The hardest part to this thing is getting your franchise quarterback, and the Chiefs have the best one. So, you know, you're ahead of it already. You lock up some of these core guys. You get Tyron Matthew. And Tyron Matthew, we've talked about that pick before. What is fascinating to me about that one in particular is he hadn't been an all-pro in four years. Now he's been one only as a Chief in back-to-back years now for 2019 and 2020. Captain of the defense, he shores that up. You have Patrick Mahomes agreed to what is a very, weird to say this, a very team-friendly half-a-billion-dollar deal. Leads by example, you have guys like Travis Kelsey taking less money. You have guys like Sammy Watkins taking a deal. You have Chris Jones not needing necessarily a signing bonus. And this is the core you set up for what is a dynasty. It's a salary cap league. You have to do that in the NFL. Brett Veach has gotten these Chiefs to buy in. They coined a saying whenever the Royals started doing it, and that was G- trust in GMDM. Boy, this kid, this city right now has got two general managers that knows how to get it done. They know what to do when it comes to this rosters, and they know how to get things done when it comes to building championship teams. And I know that baseball and the NFL are different, but this is something where even when the draft happens next year, it's insane how crazy this team is just continually going to be where they're at because of who they have on this roster, Pete. Right, and again, you're to the point where you have the guys that are your core, right? You have that your core set, and Brett Veach has done a really good job going into every draft. It hasn't always gone great, but he sets it up in a sense where you don't necessarily need a certain position. Offensive line now suddenly seems like there's a need there, but otherwise, do you feel pretty good about the rest of the roster? Not only that, but you trust Brett Veach to go find one of the better offensive linemen in the draft. You know that's where his homework is because all your money's invested in your quarterback. Protect that man. That's right. And if you can protect that man with some young guys that are the big, you know, muscle juggernaut guys in the line, Patrick Mahomes' career stays safe. He stays dominant. The Chiefs continue to move forward in the way that they are. And that's just the way things are going to continue for the Kansas City Chiefs here in this city as they gear up for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Pete Sweeney, you got a big day today, man. You're on Fesco in the morning at 7.15. Therese Paler on the drive at 3.30. And don't forget, all those noises you heard with Mitch Holtis, he joins the guys on Fesco in the morning at 7.30 on Friday. So as we get you ready for the Chiefs and Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Super Bowl 55 here on the Run It Back Show with my guy Pete Sweeney. Dusty Like and 610 Sports Radio. Enjoy your Tuesday. Drive safe. I know it's it's weird.
the Run It Back Playoff Show with Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens on 